Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. This is your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Rosari. And uh, today we are uh, really, once again, putting, you know, kind of a, uh, a really great episode out there for you. This one really just puts an end to the the debate and the dispute and all of the the rumor mill uh, regarding the Fleet Farm and Farm and Fleet stores, <laughs> um, and and we're gonna put what we know as the the official, true, real story uh, in front of you. Uh, well, uh, doing that in this episode, we are also going to be featuring music from Dig Deep. And we will uh, feature another review of a Baruski. Woo. And uh, we'll go ahead and throw in another how many locals you ant. Uh, and uh, another great special guest interview. So, uh, as always, if you could please like, rate, subscribe, review, do all that stuff on the socials uh, and wherever you choose to listen. If there's a way for you to leave a review, awesome. Hit the like button, hit subscribe, do whatever you got to do. Follow us. Tell a friend. <laughs> that's the huge, that's the yeah. biggest thing, honestly. Word of, telling, mouth. word of mouth for sure. So, uh, we also have launched our new website that is wisconsindrunkenhistory.com. How easy is that? It's literally the name of our podcast. <laughs> so, uh, feel free to reach out through there. We do have a contact page that'll uh, link directly to our widrunkenhistory at gmail.com. So if We've it's easier for you, a lot of cool stuff, yeah. comments, suggestions. It's awesome. Yeah. So. so if it's easier for you, just go to uh, WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com and go to our contact page, pen your email right there. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And uh, without any further ado, let's just jump right in. Fleet Farm versus Farm and Fleet. Russ. So let's take this away. So being an avid Wisconsinite and small time farmer, I shop regularly, regularly at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Mainly the main location, which they are based out of, which is the Janesville Farm and Fleet. I go yeah. there all the time. It's gigantic also. And I think, Eric, you've heard the urban legend, right? The two brothers story. So we're going to go over that and uh, yeah. talk about it a little the bit. The one that I heard is a little different than what we hear in here, but it's similar. Okay. So I think we have all heard the story that the two brothers, Mill and Blaine, got into a dispute. Yeah, Mills and Blaine is what I had yep. heard. So they, they both had a, sh- a stake in a store that would target farmers, like in fleet, obviously like trucks and yeah, you know truck repair. E- exactly. Well, after the split, each decided to go their own way and start their own stores, which is Blaine's Farm and Fleet and Mills Fleet Farm. Well, I'm going to be completely honest. This story is completely fabricated. It doesn't it, even sound real. No, and I mean, there's been jokes. Charlie Barron's has actually made skits about it, about the two brothers and about, yeah. you know, meeting his dad. Oh, he said the Fleet Farm instead of Farm and Fleet because they're so similar in name. And and while we're on the subject really quick, if you know Charlie Barron's or if you would like to, please reach out to him and just let him know that he should he should do something with us. Oh, yeah, definitely. Cool. He's a cool guy. <laughs> enough, and, uh, of, enough of that, that reroute. <laughs> So here's what really happened. In uh, 1955, Bert and Claude Blaine 
started farming a fleet in Janesville in 1955. They were close family friends with Stuart C. Mills Sr. Huh? It already kind of answered itself, but... Mills. His two sons, Stuart C. Mills Jr. and Henry C. Mills II, asked if they could reverse the name and use it for stores that they were starting. In like a different area, right? Yeah, exactly. Basically, they they were geographically different. Yep. Yeah. And the mill company opened a farm merchandise store called Fleet Wholesale Supply in Marshfield, Wisconsin in 1955. And that piece of the Mills family empire morphed into Mills Fleet Farm in 1960, which we all know today. Right. And both of the stores do use the same buying group to purchase the goods that they stock on the shelves, but they do not operate stores in the same markets and do not directly compete with each other, actually. Well, which is weird because I know recently uh, Mills Fleet Farm opened a store in Delavan near Darien, and then... That is very close to Janesville, Wisconsin. It is. It, they, I, don't, I think, you know, there is quite a, there's a little division there at least. Yeah. Um, and I have heard, I don't know if this is true, but Mills, they didn't really sell out, but they, I think a, a Chinese company owns them currently. And that's why they're kind of moving. Like the okay. stores are larger. Well, that, would, that would make sense. Yeah. The if, stores if are larger had... and I think there's this kind of null and void at this still, point. Still the same stuff that you can find. Oh there. yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I still have to say. In my opinion, Blaine's is probably the better one. It's it's really small, local. Um, I get all my feed from. We there. still we still go to Blaine's Farm and Fleet as well. There's okay. one in Oak Creek that we that we hit up. So currently, Blaine's is based in Janesville and has 44 stores in Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan, and Iowa. All but Rice Lake is in the southern portion of the state. Yeah. Mills, which is based in Appleton, has 53 stores currently and expanding quickly in Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, South Dakota, and North Dakota. The majority of their stores are located in the eastern and central portions of the state and also Hudson and Menominee in the western part of the state. Mm -hmm. So they're a little bit different in area. Yeah. And I think that's basically the thing that separates them is the geographic you know, line. Exactly. So, Eric, I was going to ask you, since you're from Milwaukee, are you more of a farm and fleet or a fleet farm guy? Well, to be honest with you, I'm more of a Menards guy, but yeah, right. neither here nor there. The things that I can't find at Menards, I do seek out Farm and Fleet, but that's okay. because, as you know, Russ, and as many of our listeners know as well, I'm from Elkhorn. The closest thing to Elkhorn at the time, like out by my parents, was Janesville. Yep. We literally take a right off of my parents' road, and uh, like 20 minutes later, you're in Janesville. I just, I only I obviously just go to Farm and Fleet, and the reason I go to Farm and Fleet is their their feed prices are a lot lower than okay. Mills for us. Okay, and as being a budget hobby farm, we kind of have to well, really price everything out as we go. And where's the where's the closest Fleet Farm to you then? Fleet Farm is Delavan, and then we got Farm and Fleet in Janesville. So exactly. I, I could go to either one. I mean, honestly, it just yeah. Well, it's pretty close. Your drive, yeah, your it's, drive it's through uh, twenty five compared to, to thirty minutes and all that stuff. Right, is, right. Whatever, yeah. Uh, six, six of this, half a dozen of the other. Uh, it yeah, doesn't really matter, exactly. honestly. Yeah, no. For you, like you've said, that that you know, Fleet Farm just has a little bit higher prices, so Farm and Fleet makes a little bit more sense. And I think I was just discussing with my friends. So obviously, I'm a pretty immature guy. We're all going to be honest here, but we were discussing names of uh, some Wisconsin themed strip clubs, and uh, oh yeah, one of them was uh, Farm and Teat. Oh, Farm and Teat. Yeah, I'd go there. You can go Teat Farm in the north. Yeah. Uh, the the female men men's nards. Obviously, oh. you got to do. You got to have that one. I would work there. Quick strip. You need a quick strip. You got to have one of those. I will bet you they got a good hot bar. Oh yeah, rubber glazer on me, baby. <laughs> they got a good hot shelf. <laughs> oh yeah. But um, no, we we're just discussing that. And uh, that's I, funny. Yeah, I think my mom came up with a shop hoe. 
Jesus. <laughs> That's my mom, dude. No, but here's the thing. Yeah. Shopco no longer exists other than their optical. So this would be Shopho optical. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You can get glasses <laughs> and a lap dance. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm here for the uh, two-for-one special and also glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so let us know if you are a farm and fleet or a flea firm guy. As we love hearing from everyone. We yeah. always get cool suggestions, people reaching out to us and talking about our show, which then, is really cool. The neat thing is, is it's all local. Whether you're a farm and fleet, fleet farm, farm and barn, Menards, wherever you go, quick trip, whatever. Let us know your uh, your favorite uh, Wisconsin-based uh, eateries and uh, and different uh, you know farm utility stuff. Yeah, there, there's so many good ones, and uh, we just wanted you know it's kind of a shorter segment we came up with, but we really wanted to dispel this myth. As the two stores are so ingrained in our state and our yeah. culture here that we had that we had and to do it. We we just want the rumors to stop. Mills doesn't hate Blaine. Yeah, they don't. They're not. They two don't brothers. even exist. I mean. <laughs> I have to say, you know, having brothers, obviously, we, we've we definitely had our battles on my brothers. Yeah. You know, so, hey, I could I, see the story being true. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, actually, one funny story about me and my brothers. Uh, one time, my brother's a lot younger than me, Matt. Yeah. And uh, we got into a little argument one time. But my, my brother's, like, a pretty, like, smart kid. You know, he's really good with, mechanically like, fixing mechanically entirely, genius. yeah. And uh, he one time he took a lamp because I was I was wailing him right. We were in a huge argument. You were really screwing him up. And he uh, he took a lamp and uh, he ripped off the end so the two wires were sticking out and stuck it in my chest. I mean that's pretty innovative to be honest. He, yeah. He whooped my ass. He seems like the type that would definitely be uh, able to do that, but He's, also he, safely. Like he wouldn't kill you. But he would know exactly the right amount of you know current and voltage and all that stuff. Yeah, he uh, how long you can. Do it definitely that was a taser worth of uh, ass whooping. That's funny. So, but that's going to conclude awesome. our main segment. And, yeah, we're uh, going to move right into our music segment, uh, which is awesome. amazing. <laughs> you know, uh, we've said a number of times on this show um, how fortunate we are to be able to uh, feature some of these really awesome bands that are from this state and. Uh, this one is no exception to that. It's uh, a band called Dig Deep. Uh, I'm getting a lot of like country, like rebel country, and I'm getting a lot of the blue, bluegrass. Front food. porch uh, uh, clicking and uh, string picking and uh, just absolutely uh, totally Americana uh, feel to, to you know, these instruments. It seems like it's all... Um, kind of acoustically driven you know you've got the banjo and then you've got that acoustic guitar really picking and then you've got what seems to be an upright bass and i'm just really in love with this style and especially you and i now you know going back maybe like six or seven years you and i really started kind of hitting this oh yeah this genre yeah and um I think the guy has a great voice for it um it's kind of gravelly you know like that jack daniels saloon style yeah. singing it's really cool he's, yeah, he's got gravel in his in his wind yeah pipe, no it's, you know? it's definitely like a huge beard and a bottle of jack daniels type yeah. stuff with bluegrass undertones yeah uh, but man i love it it's great yeah so honestly if you have a chance please uh go check out more of uh, what dig deep has to offer uh this one that we have picked out for today is a song called heavy heart and uh what we really enjoyed about it was uh, again it was that musicianship and uh, the the absolute uh, uh, perfect timing of of everything that's there, and it just sort of uh, it feels good. It, it's not necessarily a feel good song, but the song just rocks. Oh. 
myself going, but I don't want to die. That was awesome. Green Bay Packers. Holy uh, fuck. <laughs> I brew off, man. Um, so uh, uh, absolutely amazing stuff. Uh, Dig Deep is is one of those bands that, uh, uh, please, dive in. Uh, Russ and I are, are, are definitely adding that to our Spotify playlists as you uh, as you know it. Oh yeah. And and in it. fact I I I contemplated this the other day. We should make uh, a playlist for those to listen to uh, and then we'll post a link to it. Oh yeah, that cool. that'd be awesome. We got to do something like yeah. that. We, we'll reach out to these bands, maybe put together a little comp CD that we can Yeah. you know, just a sampler. Cool. Cuz there's so many good Wisconsin bands that we got to highlight, you know. Yeah. Just and if, and if nothing else, I mean, it's it's free for us to be able to put together that Spotify playlist. Oh, so yeah, we might we just, just do that. that. Yeah, let's do it. So, 
All right, cool. So, uh, beer review time, uh, and of all, as always, we have the delicious beverage uh, that we're drinking, and we'd like to share what we think about it. We uh, got a ninja dust. Yeah, this so thing we're is going called Randy a, Newman on this one. Oh, so we got a uh, from one barrel, Wisconsin. We're actually drinking the uh, ninja one, dust. One barrel has easily become. My absolute favorite uh, Wisconsin brewery. We've also we've talked about them quite a bit. We've had a talked lot of to beers. them. We've, we've talked to them. All them. great people, but uh, this one is the Ninja Dust uh, Juicy IPA, coming in at six point five percent alcohol by volume, which is like your standard IPA range. It's right there, yeah. Yeah, and this one also features the uh, the infamous penguin that Sturgeon is going to get tattooed on his chest here. As of this recording, I probably already have it. Okay. Yeah. Or as of as of this being released, I probably we, we got to go back and reach out for the, the free barrel. They don't do it anymore. He said he would make an exception. But he possibly. said for us potentially, potentially. But they have a black background on this one. You got the penguin who's in the forefront, yeah. like usual. But it's called Ninja Dust Juicy IPA. Um, super tasty and obviously it's amazing. It's, yeah, this one is actually brewed in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and possibly Door County. Some of them because I know they, they did open tap a tap room. room up there. I don't know if they have a brewery up there. I think they. Yeah, I think maybe it's just pilot a, batches. Maybe pilot batches or something. I know the one thing we've talked about before is uh, how they're consistent. They only actually have one barrel that they yeah. brew this in, which is f- phenomenal that they can craft beer like this. But uh, yeah, this one is your uh, definitely that juicy IPA. Um, you're getting a little bit of that IPA bitterness, but I don't think it's as overwhelming. It's su- yeah, it's not super harsh, I would say. But uh, if you're drinking an IPA, you expect this. You know, this is definitely what you expect. the the uh, The uh, IBUs are there, uh, so it's definitely a little higher on that. You're going to expect to to kind of hit that uh, more bitterness uh, versus like the maltiness you know the hops are coming through really good and adding yeah. a lot of flavor to this um you know what is it what do we even know what hops are in here i mean i can take a stab it's probably definitely mosaic yeah you're tasting the mosaics um you know it, it's very good I, I i i'm trying to think it has a little bit i'm guessing it has some of the sea hops in there maybe a cascade or a chinook because you're getting a cascade little maybe yeah you're getting a hint of that pininess coming no through citra. too. no no you're getting a hint of the pininess yeah um but you're it's definitely like not cascade a, is always that pininess yeah it's 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 those sea hops that have that like pine yeah and uh, this one definitely is uh a juicy though it's not like a dehydrating one like the back palate is still like kind of yeah. hydrating like you can some enjoy a few of these in a session of uh hanging out in the backyard or if you go to the tap room or something you could enjoy a couple of these and uh you know sip them a little on the slower side that's fine uh and you'd probably still be okay to drive home legally you know i know we've hit some pretty heavy ipas me and you and uh I know with some of them, I mean, it, you get cotton mouth like instantly. Like it, this it one, is, you right. don't get that. You don't get that dryness. It, it goes down really smooth. Um, 6.5%, which is your average range for IPAs. Maybe not one you're going to want to sit and drink all day. Yeah. It's it's not like a bush latte where you can have 100 of them and you pretty much just got a buzz. Well, right. Which yeah. is nice. It's just more hydrating. It's like a water with a little bit of alcohol. I would say, you know, on, on a summer day uh, and you know you're expecting to drink for a a considerable amount of time you're on a boat or something like that go with a bush latte go with your light beer for sure i mean like you don't want to be up on a roof with an ipa this is like dinner uh or uh you know you're meeting friends for a couple beers yeah happy hour something but you know and and we don't have to reiterate that a hundred times i mean these are definitely the type of beers that uh should be enjoyed but should definitely be enjoyed 
super responsibly in order to not totally crush you. Because again, it's six and a half percent, not like three. Right. And I mean, you, you know, you can get some work done. I just don't, I wouldn't recommend doing like the risky stuff like roofs or like anything where you can get hurt because you know, after a few IPAs, like you can have, you can have a whole 12 pack of beers and the six pack of IPA is going to wreck you like a, like a latte or like a lager. They're not going to hurt you. But like, if you have a six pack of these, it's probably going to equal a 12 pack of like yeah. the lights. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, right. Exactly. And, 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 and how it makes you feel if you, uh, if you drink a considerable amount of IPAs in a row, like three or four, you're going to get the little wobbly legs. You're going to get the tingling in the joints. It's going to feel, night. yeah, it's going to feel definitely weird. You're going to get the, the lighter head feeling. <laughs> you could sip 12 bush lattes and probably just maybe touch that a bit. Oh yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, definitely go and check this one out. One Again, barrel is amazing. Yeah. Ninja uh, dust, juicy IPA. Uh, yeah. Go and check this one out. Eric, where'd you find this one at? Just I have so no can- idea. Okay. I think I, Festival. It, Festival had this one. Yeah. It is available. I have seen it at Woodman's as well. Yeah. So please go and try it. Again, it's Ninja Dust Juicy IPA. All right. It's that time again, folks. How many locals you got? Uh, this one, Have Wheels Will Travel. We have a buddy, uh, Wisconsin uh, native here who- Road trip drinker. He happened to be uh, on uh, on a vacation, I, maybe, I guess. I don't really know. Yeah. Um. So uh, what we have here is uh, an individual, 60 years old, from Janesville, was sentenced on two or sentenced to two to five years in prison for his sixth drunk driving offense. Uh, the sentence was handed down on December 4th um, in uh, Menominee County, Michigan. Holy smokes. Uh, the individual pleaded guilty uh, on September 8th to a single count of OWI. The incident occurred actually on August 4th of 2019 uh, in Menominee uh, County in Michigan. Um, the uh, uh, According to authorities, the individual was found passed out behind the wheel of his running vehicle. Uh, he was unable to stand <laughs> up when he was extricated from the vehicle and admitted to officers that he had been drinking literally all day. Oof. Uh, so he's not one of those guys trying to say, I had one. He's like, no, I had I've, all I've day. Been, I've been drinking. I had all day worth of beers. So uh, the uh, Michigan State Police uh, analysis found that uh, his blood was 0.19. That's up there, especially. I don't know how long he was passed out, um, but if he had been passed out for a significant amount of time, this dude was probably hitting a 0.3 when he fell asleep. And do we have a quick statement from the uh, prosecuting attorney here? Uh, well, so uh, the the prosecuting attorney said that the individual is a serial drunk driver. <laughs> His sentence needed to reflect the seriousness of that offense and promote respect for the law. So we have a lot of information here. This individual. And it looks like he has some previous uh, misdemeanors and also some uh, felony convictions as well. On yeah, his I mean, he's so this guy's not like, a nice guy. No, he's been in some trouble before. So, So what do we got here? 60 years old. Point yeah. one nine BAC. Yep. So we got a high liquor. Like that's and like, that's pretty bad. Like it's I mentioned, almost blood poison. Like I mentioned, we don't know when uh, when he stopped his vehicle and then took a nap. Uh, so between or that time, because this is blood, yeah. it takes a while to get over to the hospital and get things arranged. He's on the he's on the verge of blood poisoning. You also have to have a warrant to do that, at least in the state of Wisconsin. So. Okay. 
normally that takes a whole lot of time when you hit a point one nine and you've had all that time to sober up, uh, if you will, uh, that's still an impressive feat. So this guy was arguably at point three or near at his completion of final drink, you know? Yeah. So, he, I mean, he's definitely on the, the, the brink of blood poisoning and like deadly yeah. dose. Yeah. Um, he's six years old. He's had six OWIs, felonies mm-hmm. and misdemeanors. So he yeah. has a criminal record. He has some experience in drinking point one nine. Um, I bet you he likes to enjoy a good loco behind the wheel. You think he's a loco guy? 60. I think you know, maybe one or two. He, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's a loco drinker, 60. I think he is. Uh, Shit, Russ, when we're 60, we're definitely going to be drinking locos. Probably. <clears throat> but we're also crazy. We're also we like loco, it. dog. We like it. <laughs> uh, I will go ahead and. and I got I'll, mine. Oh, I got so mine. do I. I got mine for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm in on this one. I know exactly where I'm at. And, Point one um, nine. He's up there. So I'm. I got my. I got my number. So you might be factoring in the point one nine. But I'm it, also factoring in the point one nine. Plus the time it took to plus get the all that time plus that he, he had. was sleeping, so and he, he passed said he drank out all day. He blacked out. So yeah. Okay, I got um, mine. Um, do you want to go on three, two, one? Yeah, I think. Uh, yes. Okay, three, two, one. Twenty-one. Sixteen. Ooh. I think a little lower. He has a tolerance buildup, dude. But you know, I think you might be on to something because he has the tolerance and the point one nine. I was just thinking the time and the point one nine. I think I think we might have to hit a twenty loco. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna have to hit a twenty loco. I went a little bit above that that twenty. Said twenty one. Uh, I figured he fell asleep I, I and he had one in the cup holder. I actually going to kind of change a little bit. I think I'm going to go a little higher. I don't want to meet in the middle on this one. I think we should go 20 loco on this one. Okay. All right. I think 20 loco yeah. is it come, is. Because come my way. I, I think I'm going to have to. Honestly, like I didn't take into some of the consideration. The blackout, I probably should have took a little more into consideration. The blackout for somebody who is a veteran drinker is high yeah. on the loco level. So I'm going to go well, 20. Well, that's why I went 21 is because I felt like he fell asleep uh, and he had maybe a can still left over. And they didn't report it, you know. He's got some some left in the it was, tank, but it was just sitting 20, in the center tw- council, huh? Exactly, okay. twenty. I'll, I'll certainly. You want to you want to go on twenty local? I'm easily, uh, you know, persuaded to twenty. So, okay. uh, sound the gavel, 20, twenty local. This is official. So today we're here with DJ from Component Brewing. DJ, how you doing? Good. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. So yeah. Can you uh, let us know a little bit of history about uh, Component Brewing and how you guys got started? Yeah, sure. So we were um, basically just just home brewers. So uh, it was my my cousin Jonathan and my brother Steve and myself. Um, you know, just we're making beer in the garage like a lot of people do. And um, three years ago now, it's been been just about three years ago. Uh, we found out that Eagle Park was moving out of their little spot in uh, Lincoln Warehouse in Bayview. And they said, yeah, the spot's for sale. And it was kind of a uh, turnkey. So, yeah, we just jumped right in. We didn't really see, um, you know, it was a, a very small way to start and a, a easy way for us to just kind of, you know, try to make a go of it, of, of making beer uh, professionally. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. It's super cool. That's a really neat story. We're actually in uh, our studio is based out of Muskego, which is where Eagle Park kind of moved all their operations to. And uh, yep. we're huge fans of what they have, but we're also really, really huge fans of Component. Um, you know, the 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 beers that uh, you all seem to be making are just phenomenal. Um, I mean, just really, really good quality stuff. So, I mean, is there a, a beer that you're super, super proud of uh, or, or a recipe that maybe you had a hand in uh, in creating or formulating? 
I mean, in the in the beginning, so John uh, is is pretty much the brewmaster. He's definitely the the brains behind all the beer. But um, stuff that we were making early on, uh, I I can't take any credit for. I'd love to take credit for uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. something, but but um, you know, t- actually, one of our more uh, straightforward beers, just our, our Chase Avenue Chaser Pilsner, was one of the first ones we brewed because we had plenty of time to to lager a yeah. one barrel yeah, batch yeah. of beer, which is not something you normally you know have a lot of time to do in such a small setting but we've been able to make it um on bigger systems now too so that's one that's just kind of a it's like a a flagship right it's something that um has a little bit of a family story too because my great-grandparents uh lived in in bayview on chase ave and so it was just kind of this you know nice to kind of be able to like think about those times you know going back there visiting them when we were young uh and then it kind of came up with a cool name for a a, a pilsner you know chase out chaser it's just kind of worked out yeah very well so yeah and it's it's funny too because i know when you have a bloody mary you usually have a chaser too which Absolutely, is like yeah. it's really cool it's like a double play on words it's so cool you guys did that yeah yeah i think it's uh we always joke around that it's the unofficial um chaser of of bayview so hopefully we can start making more of it and get it out to more bars and stuff for for just that purpose absolutely and bayview has uh some of the best uh beer you know, holes, you know, that, that you can possibly, uh, find. I oh, mean, yeah. um, there's, uh, um, what is it? Sugar maple is just, yes. I mean, it's, it's one of the most fantastic places for uh, a beer enthusiast to visit. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've, uh, you probably have all your beers on tap there, right? Yeah. I mean, we're still, um, making such a small amount of beer that we don't always have something on tap there, but we sure. definitely, they are, probably are you know are, are one of our first places that we reach out to if we if we've got an extra quarter barrel to sell and they're always willing awesome. to put it on for us so Absolutely. yeah it's, it's a fantastic place to have That's down awesome. the street from us i know from being from bayview too me i'm a palomino regular which yeah. is yeah. Rus- so my name is russell so we always say russell on russell action because it's right there on russell, russell on russell <laughs> yeah. russell on russell baby but no yeah. it's so cool that you guys what you guys are doing and uh i know things are a little weird and uh i i'm gonna say what's coming back to be normal um do you guys have any uh, events planned um, mostly beer gardens. So we yeah. haven't, um, we haven't really, you know, we're coming up on our, our third anniversary, but probably not going to do much about that. Maybe just a, a cool beer release or something, but nothing, you know, party wise, unless we, we did something outside. But, uh, yeah, we have a bunch of beer gardens planned this summer, uh, with New Berlin and Muskego. Um, sweet. So we're, we're going to be out there a ton. Yeah. We, we got a old, uh, Sprecher beer trailer, uh, last year and fixed it up and and so now we've got uh yeah mobile we've got beer to go so it's uh awesome. it's worked out really well can you guys uh pull up in my driveway yeah <laughs> no, my backyard is always available if you, you guys need yeah. to you can back in for a few minutes and rest and uh, we'll have a couple brews with you awesome yeah um and and uh obviously wisconsin and, and more so the milwaukee area is no stranger to beer gardens and outside uh beer drinking so that's really cool and especially because uh, with sort of the unfamiliar, you know, still uncertain territory we're in, outside is safe. You know, you can definitely be outside, safely distance, and chug a beer, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been nice. We always make sure to have a food truck and, and some music, and, you know, it's family-friendly. It's usually at a place where there's uh, a playground, you know, to keep kids occupied, too. So that's where me and John both have uh, three kids, so we're always wow. very conscious of things to do. You know, we want to <laughs> make sure so you can take your family yeah, with you. You're always busy then. That's, yeah, that, oh, that's yeah. you know, yeah. you're no stranger to uh, always keeping your head on a swivel, making sure the kids are safe, but still having a beer in hand. Exactly. I know uh, yesterday, so uh, 
our, our family, like we, we kind of tell kids the truth, you know? So Eric, my little guy bumped his elbow and uh, we called it the weenus, which is the part of the elbow that's yeah, under the skin. The skin, yeah. The extra so now, skin. so now he's going around showing people his weenus. So <laughs> <laughs> I know how kids go. We shouldn't have uh, talked the truth. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, before we go, so uh, we always ask our guests, uh, "How Wisconsin are you? Uh, are you ready for this one?" Yeah, sure. All right. So have you ever tailgated at a Brewers, Packers, or a Badgers game, or all three? All of the above, yes. There you go. Oh, the trifecta. I'm going to give you a high five and a <laughs> awesome trophy here because <laughs> so. um, I have not uh, participated in the Badger end of things. I will, I promise, but I haven't yet. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Definitely a good time. Awesome. So uh, being a Milwaukee a person, have you ever closed Wolski's? I have not. That one I, I get a yeah. red X. That's and all that's, right. You know, honestly, with individuals who, uh, you know, sort of have – uh, you know, their, their time, you know, thinking <laughs> yeah, about it. And you, I mean, you sound like you're a busy person closing Walski's is tough because I can't even stay awake that long anymore. Um, exactly. yeah. So it's, it's just it, that one. I'm, I'm not a, a stranger to hearing <laughs> no one. I, I don't think yeah. I could close Wolski's. You don't at this need age. to be Wisconsin, so. you know, or you don't <laughs> yeah. need that to be Wisconsin. So, uh, <laughs> next, uh, Wisconsin question. It's a controversial one. Uh, where do you consider to be up North? Oh gosh. Um, I, I mean, love the, oh this, gosh, at, at we all point, sweat here on this one. It's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, at it's this a, point, I guess if I'm on if I'm on 45 and I've driven for about a half hour, 45 minutes, I feel like I'm I'm up there. So yeah. uh, I don't know. We take the kids to to Sunburst and in I'll even I'll oh, say sure. I'll say if I'm 30 minutes outside of Milwaukee, I'm I'm getting there. I'm yeah. up north. So, so you're hitting Amherst and you're like, yep, we're here. Yeah. So. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You're, yeah. you're definitely up north. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And then, uh, so a supper club, uh, do you have one that you recommend? Oh gosh. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is it? Five o'clock steakhouse? The one, um, yeah, yeah I yeah, believe that's a uh, place. Yeah. Yep. I think that's over. Is it blue mound? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Blue, I forget exactly what cross street. Yeah. 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 For sure. All right. We got a couple more for you. Um, a beer brat. Is there a beer from component you recommend trying to make beer brats out of? Yeah, I would definitely, um, I mean, Chase Ave would work great. So I would, would yeah, uh, yeah. We make quite a few lagers, so yeah, that that would work out very well. Or even I'd like to. I haven't tried it, but Oktoberfest would probably work pretty well too. I I've like. heard that a few times about Oktoberfests uh, on on our podcast. That uh, some people say it. It really does. It makes a really flavorful brat. So yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think I'm I'm going to be a scientist this summer and go ahead and try it out. <laughs> I agree. I'm going to add that to my list. All right, we'll we'll converse about it. Uh, yeah. After we after we uh, conduct the uh, experiment, sounds good. So here's the next one. It's a little bit of an unfortunate one. Have you ever hit a deer? Mm. Not uh, personally, but I have definitely been in the vehicle when one has been struck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of a crazy feeling, right? That yeah, even though they're such a small item and object, you feel that oh, that yeah. push from their body and their I guess energy or inertia. So it's weird. Yeah, yeah, we um as kids would get in the, the van and go drive all over the place. And we were, we were heading up to see family. And I just remember we got one pretty darn good. The van took a beat. And from that one, it was, it was a good size oh, deer. Man. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. I do. I, I hate it. I, 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 that's the worst part. Like, and that's why we always say, uh, watch out for deer on your way home. It's something my mom used to always tell me when I was coming home from her cabin up North. I was just going to yeah. say, yeah, like, anytime got- I was driving back to Milwaukee from my parents' house, it was always, all right. And Hey, 
watch out for deer. After the 15th goodbye, it's yeah. watch out for deer on the way home. So. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so last question we got for you. Um, other than Component, um, is there another brewery or a brewery tour, and it doesn't have to be in Wisconsin, that you uh, recommend listeners visit? Um, I'll go with one um, that I've only gotten to once, but um, really like what they're doing. Working Draft uh, in Madison yeah. is is definitely we've done a collaboration with them too so we had an excuse to get out there and um obviously there's a ton of good stuff in milwaukee but that's one that just recently uh they've been dropping cans down this way too once in a while so yeah working draft and and you guys are definitely i mean you're you're putting out really really phenomenal stuff and i think we've actually what we have we have had working draft on here as well they're really good people just really good years really Really, cool guys yeah yeah and, yeah, and that's really why we want to work with. That's why we wanted to have component on too, you know, just to put the word out there so people know. Um, and yeah. you know, as as somebody who loves Wisconsin more than anything, what we want to do is promote awesome breweries, and uh, you guys are definitely up on the list for us. So, hundred percent, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. There's there's lots of good competition. It's a good thing to see. There's a, a ton of good beer out there now. And DJ, we we're going to ask you too. Um, one of these days, if we make it out there, uh, would it be okay to get a little personalized tour to come check it out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're actually working on expanding um, in the Lincoln Warehouse. So hopefully maybe we can give you a tour of the uh, the new location, too, that we're, we're working on. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you, DJ. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're glad to like put this word out there and uh, get more information out there about Component. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks. We'll see you soon. Have a good one. Take care. All right, bye. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.